0: Welcome back, Dog Nations. As of today, your UJ Bulldogs are still back-to-back national champions, but there has been some changes within the program, most notably the departure of one Todd Munkin and the entrance of a familiar face in Mike Bobo. As always, I'm Cheeto, and with me is my co-host, Keegan, and welcome back to another episode of Dogs Off the Leash.
1: I do it for the dogs.
0: And it I'm is not, good to be back. It's yeah. uh it's it's been a little minute, but in all in all fairness, in all fairness, it when you're when you're doing podcasts as regularly as we try to do once a week, for you know for the better part of two years, and you know it's it's hard, you know when you're back to back chance, all that work you got to put in, like other programs like Florida and Tennessee, you know they don't have this problem, but dogs, it's a constant grind.
1: Not as much news in January. <laughs> For a lot of programs
0: and even though college football is a year-round thing it does tend to dry up after a season even after when you, when you've won it all so nothing not complaining by any means but yeah it was nice to get a little break but it's good to be back kicks
1: it is gonna be back a lot of changes things are starting to heat up winter starting to uh cease and disappear and you know like the uga news is heating up and it's almost that you know spring football time so uh, a lot of changes, but yeah, familiar face and Mike Bobo back with the dogs leading the helm as far as calling the plays. And you know, we knew he was a pivotal part of the offense, big part of the scheme. Todd Munkin was giving him cred. Like overall, it's it's kind of a lateral change, and it keeps things in house. And they say you know the terminology isn't going to change. So there's a lot about this big move, if you want to call it that. And in, in a lot of ways it kinda is. Because where else are three buddies, three former teammates, three alum all leading? You know what I mean? Like it 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 seems obviously everyone's qualified, everyone's um, you know, good coaches, but I mean, maybe there were sexier candidates out there, or a lot of people would have expected, you know, us to go hire the next big guy from the NFL. And a lot of people were kind of disappointed. By the Mike Bobo hire, but
0: let me let me play devil's advocate for a second because I think this this situation kind of warrants that, right? So we, for most people who are familiar with the program and Kirby, Mike Bobo and Will Muschamp are essentially Kirby's like best friends, and yes, they are all qualified. And when you bring in a Mike a Mike Bobo to sit as an analyst and to watch the offense, and you know. He he's a great quarterback guy. I think that's where he really brings the bank for his buck. Obviously, he was going to get some some serious burn for the opportunity. But the fact that Kirby didn't really open it up, and that you have Mike Bubbo jumping over people, you know, like Brian McClendon, who was an offensive coordinator a little bit at Oregon before he came here. You have uh, you know, not that Dell McGee's going for that type of position, but like, you know, when you jump the line just because you're the best friend. Like, granted, he's been an offensive coordinator here, and I think Bobo is a great fit. I just I just don't like the optics of that. Like, what was the uh the offensive coordinator that was from LSU? He may have a job now, but you know, the guy that everybody kind of, you know, people were throwing out names when Todd Munkin left. Like, who's it going to be, even though everybody knew it was Kirby? I just, I just think a little bit of a search would have been nice, but honestly, he would have just landed on Bobo anyway, so I don't know. Joe, uh, the yeah, name. Brady. Yes, Brady. 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 So I, I think it would have been a, a better look. I, I understand it, but uh, I just, I'm just not really popular. I'm just not really a big fan of the whole like, oh, I'm gonna employ all of my buddies. Granted, your buddies have all the experience. Like I get that, but it's just like I don't know. I'm not. I'm not thrilled with the look.
1: But well, I think the schemes are strong enough. To where you know the defense hasn't fallen off and the defense was always elite when Kirby was at Alabama like buddy has like a track record of taking elite talent and creating you know unstoppable defenses but I think I guess I guess where I'm kind of like sitting is I'm I'm being optimistic about it because on the one hand uh it the optics of it kind of make you Question it if you're just being a critical thinker on just being like devil's advocate, but but on the other hand, it's a warm fuzzy story. It's like three good buddies. Fair point. All coaching, all kicking ass,
0: alumni too. You know, not just buddies, but alumni of the program.
1: So both both stories are kind of relevant. If you're being like critical investigator, like what's going on here, like you can you can look at it one way, and then if you're just you know being a UGA homer, it's kind of cool. Bobo's career has been up and down but like what he's been working with has been up and down and something to be said about being a really good recruiter who knows the state of Georgia very very well absolutely and you know monk that's something Munkin didn't even really do so let's just say he's not as good in game but he just gets the the Jimmies and the Joes to make up for it and uh you know I mean you can look at it like that or maybe you know Maybe his, his game has evolved and he's gonna take some some cues from Munkin and he learned some things and he's gonna you know keep uh, part of the Georgia offense kind of as is. So we'll I mean I guess we'll we'll just wait and see. And even the springtime really won't be that illuminating just because you know a lot of times you're not getting like full packages and whatnot, but
0: and and, and yeah, I wanna I wanna give both both Munken and Bobo the credit where they deserve it. So Uh, For those who don't know, Tom Munkin has left for the Ravens, the Baltimore Ravens job in particular. And I, I did hear a lot where he was talking about, you know, why he's happy at Georgia and what it would take for him to leave. And I think a lot of people were shocked because, one, he's the highest paid, the highest paid offensive coordinator in football, not college. I mean, in football. So I don't think he got a pay raise. I may be wrong about that, but he said he wanted to win. He was a back-to-back champion. At the same time, I think Munkin's a, very much a realist to where like he was at the top. You know, If you're going to leave somewhere, you leave after a back-to-back. You know what I'm saying? It's only down from there. So if that was the thought process, I completely get it. And to go and play with Lamar Jackson, uh, J.K. Dobbins, the running back of the Baltimore Ravens, and then Mark Andrews, he's had great success with tight ends here at UGA. Easy transition behind uh, Travis Kelsey, who just won a Super Bowl. Mark Andrews is one of the premier uh, tight ends in uh, the NFL, especially if you play fantasy, you you already know how that gets down. So I I, I see the fit. That's a lot of toys to play with. But Lamar Jackson's going through contract negotiations right now, so he may not even be there. So while I get what Munkin trying to do, he said a lot of things that were kind of counter to the move especially not having a quarterback yet, but we'll see. I hope it works out for him. He was great for UGA and ended up um, leaving on a mark of 41.1 points per game. And I want to transition this to Bobo because Bobo's best year, 2014, that was, I believe, uh, Todd Gurley and I think Hudson Mason played the majority of that year. Hudson Mason, not this is post Aaron Murray. That year, his best year, We scored 41.3 points per game. That was a bit of a shocker to me. And my issue with Bobo has not been so much like the points because he did have some good years. It's the in-game calls in big games. And that godforsaken third and long, if Bobo... (laughs) Bro, I'm telling you right now, I'm going to lose it. The first third and long, I see Mike Bobo run a draw play. I'm going to lose my mind. I'm telling you. I just... Football's changed a little bit, and that play never worked however many years ago. Don't try to bring it back, my guy. So, I mean, there's some positives there, but I, I just hope this man has learned his lesson and can run an offense without a fullback as well. It's going to be a bit of a change for him, but it's not like he's been outside of college football since 2014. He's been around the game. I think he's aware of these changes, but I just can't see no draws. I just can't do it. <laughs> I just can't do it. Oh my god! I have nightmares to this day.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just gonna hope and lean on the fact that throughout all the Bobo years, there was there were not that many complimentary football years. Like overall, there were, some, there were some defenses. There were some pretty good defenses, some really good, but they were never like elite. Facts. So, so uh, I think there are just things in place including the roster at hand, that's going to help Bobo out. And I hope that even if he is, uh, as my dad used to call him, Bobo the Dodo, if he, even if he does some Dodo brain moves and, you know, makes some mistakes, like, hey, that that's just football it's bound to happen. But, like, if, it, if, we're, if we're having to talk about it a lot, if it really becomes a story, then it's a problem. But, hey, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. And I like what he's done in the past. He's had plenty of success. And, you know, not to mention – Hey, it doesn't hurt that he recruited Gunnar Stockton at South Carolina.
0: It's so, you know. that's He's already got a guy there and then that relationship too with the 2024 guy for sure.
1: Might just help with like overall team retention and just make that locker room a little bit warmer, you know. So that's good. And then the fact that uh, I think Dylan Rail is his name, the the number one QB out of uh, the tw- 24 class. That, that dude is uh, a big fan of. Bobo as well because, uh, like Matt Stafford is like Bobo
0: coach Matt Stafford and the dad of Ryola was offensive lineman and played with Stafford. Yes,
1: forever in a day there. So they're they're all real tight and he he's really close to Stafford and thereby Bobo. So and, and, and honestly,
0: that may that may be enough if that's where we get the worth of Bobo. If if that means a couple draw plays here and there, like. at that that point like so be it so I with Bobo does have some upside here if we keep a little bit of what if he really learns some stuff from Munkin and keeps that I think we'll be fine because he he knows offenses in and out he's a good teacher he's a great developer of quarterbacks as we you know talk about Matthew Stafford we talk about Aaron Murray who still holds many SEC records and then Dylan Raiola coming in that's um that that gives me confidence, and really, at the end of the day, as long as Kirby is in control, which he very much is, on like what he wants and what he expects out of Bobo, um, it should be good. And to Bobo's credit as well, we ran the ball a lot more back then, and uh, obviously with Todd Gurley, Nick Chubb, some of those guys. Honestly, you can go ahead. You can go ahead and uh, take this uh, bet to the bank because I'm really expecting Kendall Milton to be the first thousand yard rusher that we've had. Um, since since that since that time, 2014 and before, because not only is that something that Bobo likes to do, but he has a much better offensive line now. We have a lot more talent all the way around, and I just think it's time for UGA to kind of get back to a little bit more of that ground and pound and then play action, and that's, that's always been Bobo's bread and butter. Todd Munkin was more of a schemer, putting wide receivers and tight ends in space, mismatches, I don't think hopefully Bubba picked up some of that, but that's not what he's been good at. So it's going to be different, but it doesn't mean it's going to be bad or worse as the numbers have has shown as both of their times as offensive coordinators.
1: Yeah. And I, I like the idea of, you know, him just taking some of those ideas forward too, just because of, you know, cer- you know, like certain plays that back in the day, or in most cases, I'm sure, uh, my Bobo hasn't had too many tight ends like Brock Bowers. No chance. So there's a whole package of plays for Brock Bowers. Like there's like, you know, got to be.
0: And it's on the books already. You're right.
1: So it's like things like that. I mean, I I would, I would trust him to be smart enough to be like, hmm. like I'm keeping, the, <laughs> yeah, you know, this, right. Come on. It's like,
0: pretty good. What do they call it? Like they gave him the Mackie or something. Oh, I'm not sure.
1: Yeah. Like, <laughs> I would just, I would just think that, so that it, with me having the, the faith that he's at least, you know, got plenty Competent, of yeah. competence to do little things like that and carried that yeah. over. Yeah. With what you're saying, it might even work out well with the whole like kind of ground and pound packages that he's willing to put in because of like the depth and the t- young talent we got at the running back position. Nice. We're going to, uh, you know, depending on how steady and uh, confident and, you know, uh, how much faith we have in our QB room overall, we might need to rely a little bit more on that run game than anyone could have thought previously. So we'll see how that all plays out as well. But yeah, it's exciting. Uh Looking how uh, UGA is doing and leaning into uh, uh going for, I, I haven't seen any go for three and 23 t-shirts. I'm going
0: to, I'm, I'm going to chill on that. I know everybody's going to be excited. <laughs> exactly. And, and to, to, The dog nation out there at least the ones who who chime in here or subscribe to us you you guys it's always been the same thing with us every year before the first championship after the first after the second UGA's goal is always win the east especially in a year when you're starting to have a little bit of turnover. We've been lucky not to have too much, but we have lost a defensive coordinator and then we lose an offensive coordinator. It it does take time. Luckily for us, our schedule is very soft in the front end. So we'll have plenty of time to adjust. But um, yeah, win the East and then when the SEC conversation heats up, we, we get to put ourselves in a position to push, make a push in the playoffs and that'll take care of itself. And um, the only thing I would say going forward, the biggest picture right now for UGA is the the quarterback situation. So not only were are we changing from Stetson, and it feels like he's been here for a while. Um, so it'll be Carson Beck, Brock, and Gunnar Stockton. But anytime you have a new coach, it really kind of resets the quarterback room. So everything that you've done, all this the stuff that Todd Munkin has seen, it was like, oh, I like that. That's all, that's all done. You got to do that again now for a new coach. Granted, Bobo's seen the room, so he knows exactly what he's working with. So it's not going to be brand new, but it will shift things. And does that give – does that open the door for Vandergriff or Stockton, or does uh, Carson Beck put a chokehold on this position in spring? So time will tell, but um, until, until then, man, we are – we're looking good. We're in the driver's seat, and it's uh, up to us right now to, to determine how this next season shows up.
1: Yeah, I think we're in a great position, so – I was just thinking Stetson Bennett might be the only QB who's played with Aaron Murray, Jake Fromm (laughs) – (laughs) (laughs) and dj (laughs) shock you you just look you look at old black and white photos in the uj halls and there's like Stetson. Stetson's (laughs) just he's he's been on every team he's just like a (laughs) (laughs) goat.
0: yeah to be to be honest man somebody who took a couple victory laps himself like i i definitely relate but um you know he was he was the elder statesman you know stetson statesman but um you know that's all right. Everybody's journey is a little bit different, so I really hope um, I really hope Stetson gets an opportunity to um, show what I think Georgia fans, even the ones that were doubtful of him, like show that he is an NFL caliber player. At least deserves to be on a roster. I think he's done enough to do so. And obviously, as draft time comes around, we'll talk a lot more about the first rounders, second rounders, third rounders, and throw Stetson in there. Some people were saying late fourth but that he gets drafted so a lot a lot to look forward to as uh, the weather warms up goodness it's got to be like almost 70 degrees outside right now it's i think it feels good i'm gonna work on my tan i'm, I'm telling you it's a little early so don't expect it to stay that way especially in this area of the country but um you know enjoy it while you can exactly dog nation it, it's been a minute but we appreciate you keegan appreciate you as well hope things are going good up there in greenville things are good on this side, and Dog Nation will try to keep it a little bit more consistent as news rolls out. But as always, guys, it's been a pleasure, and you wanted it, it's Off The Leash. Do it for the dogs.
1: I like it, I like it. Give me Wake Forest as well, I like that. So the last game, number 24, Texas, traveling to number 13, Kansas State University. Man, I said Texas, I really thought they'd make a playoff push at the beginning of the season. I still think they're going to make a big 12 championship push. And who knows with enough drama, maybe they're in that conversation at the end of the season. Give me number 24, Texas on the road upsetting number 13, Kansas state university. And you guys that'll wrap up our show. What a big, big, big weekend coming up in Sanford stadium. Arguably the largest, biggest quote unquote on paper game ever. And you know, it looks like, Georgia's going to be number three in the playoff, but they're number one in the AP. So, the way I see it, it's two number ones, just like in boxing. It, it's going to be a great game. You guys be safe. Kirby said it best if you know you got a voice on Sunday, you didn't get loud enough. Well, you guys be loud, be proud. Have a good weekend. Go, dogs, and you know what it is. The dogs. Off the leash.